Hello everyone, welcome to the weekend, welcome to March and welcome to another mini episode about my training for Manchester Marathon. I am going to talk a little bit about my training this week but I'm primarily going to be talking about how I'm feeling about the Carlingford Half Marathon which is tomorrow. So I'm recording this on Friday afternoon. So this time tomorrow it'll all be done and dusted and it definitely feels like that's had a big impact this week on my training, on my thoughts this week and also probably because quite a lot of clients are doing that as well. I've had a lot of conversations this week so it's been sort of fresh in my mind and I even went back and listened to an episode of the podcast from last year, episode number five, where I recapped the Carlingford Half Marathon to remind myself of what I'd done last year and how that went and how I felt then. And it does feel quite different this year for different reasons. And I'll get into a little bit about why that is. But certainly it's had an impact on my training this week. So I, I do recommend and I do like having a half marathon that you race in the middle of a marathon training block. I do think it gives you an idea of where your fitness is at and it gives you a practice at getting out there and racing and getting used to those sort of race nerves and it didn't really occur to me until I was about to record this podcast and I was thinking about my own races and I haven't actually raced a road race since July last year and I haven't raced a half marathon since Carlingford last year so it's been a full year since I did the half marathon. I've not done a road race since July. I ran a 5k in July. I did do the park run um, in November where I ran a PB so you could argue that that counts as a road race but it's not really. Um, Obviously I was concentrating on cross country the back end of last year. And I do think that comes with different challenges and makes it a little bit, at the moment, I'm not quite sure where my fitness is because I think in that cross-country season, my aim was to obviously qualify for the Northern Ireland Masters team. And that was largely dependent on other people as much as it was on my own performance. Whereas tomorrow for Carlingford, I'm really sort of racing for time and it's all really down to my fitness how I execute the race on on the day also comes down to conditions as well which I've definitely been thinking about this year because I remember last year it was very uh, favorable conditions it was low temperatures which it will be again tomorrow but it was quite still as well and keep looking at the wind for tomorrow and it has it keeps changing um earlier on in the day it was saying 16 mile an hour and now it's down to 12 but definitely looks like it's not going to be quite as favorable as last year which does make me nervous um it's also nerve-wracking a little bit because of the difference of training that i've done since the last time i ran carlingford so I did that marathon cycle, which culminated in Boston Marathon last April. And then I went short races over the summer and then into the cross-country season. And whilst I feel like that definitely brought my fitness on, um, I think I then took a little bit of a break over Christmas. And then I got COVID at the start of this year. And it just haven't really felt that sharp since. 
And that's obviously because you're back into a marathon cycle. I'm doing Manchester in six weeks time. And you get a lot of long miles. I talked about this last week, a lot of cumulative fatigue. And I suppose it's it's difficult to know how you're going to how you're going to fare in a race in the middle of a marathon cycle block. So I do like for my clients to try and and taper a little bit. Obviously you don't want to taper too much because the main aim is the marathon and you want to keep that that training going and and focus towards the A goal, which is the marathon. And my coach, uh, Johnny, is very of the opinion, I think, that the marathon is the A goal. This is certainly a secondary goal. And so last year I had 22 miles the, the weekend before running a two-minute PB in the half marathon. And this year um, I had 20 miles on Sunday with some pace, which I did ask, could we drop the pace? And I was basically told no. I mean, it is a discussion, obviously. I am my own person. I could have decided not to do it. But um, I think because that was my first 20 mile, given that I'd missed a couple of weeks around COVID, we're a little bit behind where we were maybe from last year. Um, We kept that in. But to be honest, that meant when I was doing it on Sunday, um, my head wasn't really 100% in it. And I feel like I was probably 10 seconds behind the paces the whole time. Um, So it was more of a case of me trying to get through it, not do any damage ahead of this weekend. And it was kind of like that on Wednesday as well. We'd we'd talked about Wednesday's session, which was 15, one minute on, one minute off, um, doing that at sort of 10k and float recovery and we talked about if I wasn't feeling like it and and I felt like I had heavy legs that we could cut that to 12 well of course in the middle of that session on Wednesday when I wasn't really getting up to the paces because I wasn't really fully focused on that had one eye on this weekend um, I decided to cut that short and and after I'd made that decision, actually, the paces sort of got a bit better towards the end. 11 and 12 were definitely a bit better. And I kind of felt a bit guilty that I cut the, those last three. Probably could have done them. But I do think how you feel going into a race is really important. And yeah, last year I, I actually chopped the rum the day before because I had heavy legs. I was listening to the podcast and... And, and that was something I decided to do last year. I didn't do that um, today. I went out early and did it. And that's one thing that's interesting to think about is if you've got a run on a certain day, I think it does make a big difference whether you do that in the morning or the evening because obviously 24 hours to recover is a lot better than 12. Obviously, you've got the sleep in no matter what, but I do think that does make a difference. So I went out first thing, got that done and feeling okay. I felt a bit heavy yesterday, um, did some strides today, felt okay. But I mean, it wasn't flat out pace and um, yeah, I'm never really sure going into a race, especially when you haven't raced uh, for that long. So I think that's the conversations I've kind of been having all week and it's far more it's far easier for me to be objective when I'm talking to clients and looking at their their training and how they've been going and and giving them advice and it's quite a bit different when I'm thinking about my own race even though you know I should be taking on 
board all of the same things. So I think for me, there's an added pressure this year because last year I felt like I was in a shape where I could definitely run a PB because I hadn't run a PB in the half marathon since 2019. And I definitely knew that my fitness had moved on, my marathons times had moved on. Uh, my, I'd, I'd PB'd at 10k and 5k since then as well so I knew everything was re- moving in the right direction and the half marathon was actually probably low-hanging fruit in terms of getting a good time um, but now that that race went so well um, I ran two minutes faster than I ever had and this year it feels like I'll be disappointed if I'm not faster again but on paper, there's I look across all the other times that I've run and I feel like on paper, that's actually the best race that I've ever run. So it'd be interesting to see whether my fitness did move on with Boston Marathon and then the shorter cycle and then the cross-country season. I definitely felt sharper at the back end of that season. And the half marathon, I definitely was on paper my best race, but I also think it's still my best race distance. And I, I don't know what, what it is about the half marathon. I did a, an episode recently about the half marathon, but I think th- thinking about it, it's, it's the fact that you don't have to run as fast as a 10K, but you're running half the distance of a marathon. I just think for me, it's, it's the perfect distance. And so even though that was a really great race last year, I do feel that I should be able to run faster now, the caveat to that is the conditions, I think, won't be as favorable tomorrow. So I think trying, certainly the way that the course is set up, it's uphill for three miles, downhill for five, and then flat for five. I definitely think time's going to need to be made in the the middle part, in the middle section there, even though it's against the wind because you're going downhill. Because I think that last section, the wind's going to be at best going across. And if at worst, it's going to be, we're going to be running into that. So I think that's going to be an added challenge to maintain the pace I had there last year. Um, But I do think last year I was surprised at how fast I was going down in that middle five miles. Because I usually struggle in the middle of a half marathon and those splits were sort of 10k pace or a bit faster at the time and that I've now run faster over 10k so I feel like I can bring that pace down in the middle and hopefully that's where I'll make up time tomorrow I don't think I'll be making time on the hill maybe a couple of seconds from last year but I think I paced that pretty well to be able to push on in that down straight uh, last year so I think there's a bit of pressure from myself to know that I've moved on, especially when I've set myself a a high goal in the marathon. I feel like a good time in the half marathon is critical to being able to give me some confidence that I can get towards that. But I suppose I also feel some kind of pressure because last year there wasn't that many of us from the club and this year there are a lot more. And I know there's going to be really strong performances out there from some of the other guys in the club and whilst that shouldn't you know shouldn't matter I need to focus on my own race and I will do you know you always want to be competitive and it's going to be interesting to see how those guys do because I don't think they have run 
you know, near to my time from last year, but I, I do think that they can get close to that. And I would like to be, you know, there or thereabouts with them because they've, they're going very well at the minute. And I suppose that brings an added pressure that, you know, I'm putting it out on here that I want to run a good time. Um, and put, you know, people remember from last year that I ran a great time and you, you feel like if you don't match up to that, then something hasn't gone right. But there's always mitigating factors for things not panning out the way you want them to. So um, just have to try and focus on my my plan, which I've gone over and over. I've looked at last year. Um, I think I know where I'm going to tweak that plan a little bit. But there's also with that comes a bit of overthinking as well. So I've, I've started micromanaging those splits down to the seconds. You know, can I take seven seconds here, five seconds there, whatever it is. And I think that kind of goes out of the window once you get onto the start line and you realize the conditions are different, you feel different, your fitness is different, and you just have to then start going on effort, especially with a course like that when it's uphill, downhill, flat. It's more about not necessarily sticking to one pace, but sticking to one effort level and trying to get the most out of that effort level. So I am going in there confidently. Um, I think I've had a good few weeks, probably a month or more of training behind me. And I know that last year was a building year in terms of getting that speed down and um, improving at all distances. So I am confident. I'm unsure how it will go. Um, I think at the very best, you know, I've, I've been micromanaging, as I say, looking, can I take seven seconds a mile off, which would give me a minute and a half. That's probably the absolute A goal that I could aim for. I think the B goal would be trying to go in and around what I did last year. And I suppose the C goal really would be to beat the, the 2019 time, which was my previous best, which was two minutes below what I did last year. I definitely think that that's um, a, a very gettable seagull. So it's always good to have those three different goals at least to, so that you have something to fight for in the back end of the, in, in the race if it hasn't gone the way you wanted to. And I suppose the other thing that I'm trying to going to try and do is enjoy it. And I've told clients to do this as well, you know, because it's it has been a long time since I've raced. So it's trying to relieve that pressure as much as possible and trying to enjoy the day. Because if we don't enjoy these experiences and, and trying to race our best, then what are we doing it all for? Yes, I would probably still be out there running just, you know, day to day to keep my fitness up, keep my mental health good. But I think if if we're not enjoying the races, then it it kind of renders the whole drive to run faster a bit um, pointless because you don't want each of these experiences to be a real grind. And that comes down to trying to relieve the pressure, as I said, but also trying to stay in the moment and, and, and make sure that the effort level's right and that you're taking it all in. And certainly tomorrow, I'm quite looking forward to certainly the first eight miles, the uphill where I, I know I'm not going to push so hard 
that I'm going to blow up the race. I'm going to try and do that as a measured climb as I did last year and then enjoy running fast downhill. Um, it was a great feeling last year to be getting those splits and feeling good at the same time. Not particularly looking forward to that last stretch back in, but at that point, you know, your the back is broken on the race. You've got four or five miles to go and that's where you really sort of grind it out and try and get the best that you can out of it. So I'm looking forward to it in one way, nervous in another. Uh, I'm sure that's the same for a lot of you listening when you're going into races. And it's all about just going back to basics. There's nothing you can do at this point about training. Training's all gone. Um, But it's getting back to basics in terms of doing things right, in terms of nutrition. Today, I've been hydrating a lot. I've been eating a little bit more carbohydrate, especially just to to boost my levels going in tomorrow. Trying to get a good sleep tonight if I can. And then do everything right in the morning. Normal breakfast. um, All my gear laid out tonight so that it's all ready to go. Um, And then fueling properly for the race in the morning. And during, I've decided to go very similar fueling wise to last year. Where I took a gel beforehand and then won about four miles. Ideally, probably I would take another one later on. But um, I think last year the water stop came up earlier than I was expecting. So I only actually got half of the big gel in. So I'm going to go a little bit earlier with that, take the whole thing. And I might carry a spare one just in case for the end. But I think because it's a big gel, I'm only going to be running, say, 80 minutes tops. I think that's going to be enough Um, and it does make it feel a bit of a different race to a marathon. For me then it feels like a faster race and it helps me get my head in a faster frame of mind than it does when I'm going for a marathon as well. I suppose the final thing for me to remember and anyone doing a half marathon during the marathon cycle is that it's not the be all and end all. This isn't the end goal. So Yes, if it goes well, obviously celebrate that and um, enjoy that. If it doesn't go as well, then, you know, there's a lot of mitigating factors in terms of heavy legs, a lot of training load, not really a proper taper going into it. Uh, And so I I think don't be too harsh on yourself if, if things don't work out. And this has happened to clients before. And that's why I think a half marathon can be a double edged sword, because if it goes well, it's a real confidence booster. And if it doesn't, then you're sometimes left wondering, where is my fitness really at? Um, but there are mitigating factors and um, definitely I, I got a message from my coach Johnny earlier uh, saying recovery is important because we've got to go again big week of training next week um, including a big tempo run that I've got on Thursday and then 24 miles I think we're going up to um, the following Sunday so it really is sort of quick turnaround get the the fuel back in the rest in and get ready to go again because the marathon is the main goal and the most important thing. So let me know if you are feeling like this um, on the lead up to your own races um, and if and what you've done to get through it. 
I would love to hear about your experiences as well on this. If this has helped, do let me know as well. Uh, you can always message me on Instagram at The Running Rules. I love to hear from people who are listening to this and who it's helped. But that's all from my week of training this week. I will definitely let you know how Carlingford goes either next Friday on the mini pod or possibly um, earlier if I do a full recap episode next week. But take care. Have a great weekend. If you're down in Carlingford, do say hi and I will speak to you all next week.